Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. My name is Noah Tetzner, and I'm joined here today by Jenny and Joel Tetzner, my parents. And I should just say that I am a homeschool graduate myself, and more importantly, I'm a lifelong learner, which ties into our topic of conversation today. Mom and Dad, so great to be doing the podcast with you again. Likewise. Thank you, son. (laughs) Well, Mom... And dad, I'm so excited to be talking about this notion of becoming a lifelong learner. And there's probably people who are tuning in and maybe that's not a term they've heard before, but it's so essential to thriving as part of a homeschool family. So mom, I'll just pass it off to you. And I understand you have something you'd like to share with us about lifelong learning. Yeah. Education starts with parents who model learning. The result is people who are self-directed, passion-driven learners who know how to think logically and can defend this truth with confidence, this lifelong learning truth. So I went to a public school and I was never fond of school. I was only fond of the subjects that I loved, which were music, Mm. psychology, Mm -hmm. (laughs) things like that, lunchtime. And I kind of just had this feel that school was boring. I never really associated it with a privilege. A privilege to learn. Yeah, a privilege to learn. Never. And I would say that it wasn't until I graduated high school, went on my way to learn the things that I had a passion for, that I really blossomed. Because I I could have applied myself more in school, really. And so at the public school, I didn't get the best grades. What do we know about grades, you guys? They're for They're meat. For, yeah, meat, meat. <laughs> Grades are for meat, not for children. And eggs. Grades are for meat, not for children. And so because I was labeled with certain grades, because I didn't apply myself to the subjects that I felt I didn't need to know, I pretty much carried that with me for a long time. So fast forward life then after high school, there I am. I go off to the technical college and where I'm learning to do all the things that in my heart I have a desire to do, wouldn't you know, straight A's. Which was child psychology, right? Yeah. Right. That and a little bit of nursing. I did all of these things, but mostly children. Children were my biggest, oh, such a desire to learn early childhood and all the way up. And so lo and behold, it just felt natural. It was good. I always got good grades. And then I started to homeschool my own children. So what happened in... The time between high school and college that made your perspective on learning change. Between high school and college. Where you were struggling in high school, but Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. excelling in college. Yeah, well, once I got out of the school, the high school, life was so not like the school. (laughs) It was different. It was filled with things I wondered about. Mm -hmm. It was filled with things I desired to have knowledge of. Nobody told me. I just stumbled upon it. And so what happened is, is I just couldn't get enough. Mm-hmm. And especially going to school at WTC, I loved it. I loved it. 
my grades were good, not that the grades mattered, but it came easy to me because I was passionate about it. And so then all of a sudden, boom, I saw just exactly how the progression of learning really happens and is innately in us. So obviously your public school experience gave learning sort of a bitter taste oh, for yeah, you. for sure. As it does with so many. And yes. there are so many reasons for that. One of them was definitely a lack of individual autonomy, which you had when you graduated high school. You were yep. able to pick and choose the things that you loved to learn. And, you know, public school, there's so many arbitrary rules tied into learning. Mm. I mean, from lack of freedom of expression and speech to autonomy, choosing how you learn best. We know that every child is unique and has a different learning style. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I'd love to talk about today is, you know, I'm a 20 year old homeschool graduate. You're a, you know, public school graduate as are you dad to this day, we are all learning things because we still love to learn. And we know that learning doesn't stop at 3 p.m. when the public school kids get done traditionally in the United States, nor does it end at the end of the academic year or after high school or after college. Learning is something that goes on and on. So mom, how would you say from your experience working with homeschooling parents and being one yourself, you can instill a desire for lifelong learning in your child? Because if you do that, doesn't matter what subjects you teach yeah, them, right? Right. Because they'll carry that desire to learn and be self-teachers mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. rest of their mm -hmm. lives. Sure. Well, here's the thing. It starts the very day that you choose to homeschool your children. Because when you choose to homeschool your children, what you're saying is, I'm now entering into this learning road with them, this learning journey with them. And so from that day forward, you're going to find out that just by being a model to them of learning, just by modeling that, not being this big, high, mighty teacher, but you're down at their level, we're all on the same page. There's so much information. You're going to say, I never learned that in school myself. This is so interesting. This is amazing. Let's do this. And then because you're with your children all day and they are their own beings, Noah, I think this was a thing because you have been a history boy since birth. I have been. Guess what? I learned to love history through you. Yes. Not because I loved history in school, because truth be told, our history teacher, we had a little nickname for him, and his name was Bourbon Bob. <laughs> that was what we called him. I didn't call him that, guys, but other people did. Sure. Here's the thing. It was pretty boring. I thought I hated history. But then I started to homeschool my own children and- Learned right alongside yeah, them. And it all came to life right before our eyes. And dad, you're another example of somebody who's a lifelong learner. I mean, every time, so I live with you, of course, right now. And every time I look at you, it seems like you have a book in your hand and you're just pursuing the things that interest you. And of course you had a public school experience different from moms, but this notion of lifelong learning, what does that mean to you? Well, learning, it never, ever should stop. And you know, we've had conversation about individuals in our lives or individuals that we have met where the last book they ever read was for an assignment in high school, right? But life is not that static where once you're outside of school, you are just supposed to be on autopilot utilizing the, the knowledge that you were given in school for the rest of your life, right? So, in our lives, I mean, we've seen different career changes. We've seen 
children coming into our life. We've seen pets in our life. We've seen different locations that we've lived in. All of these things needed new information and new ways of understanding in order for us to yeah. make this all happen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We know nothing about kids when Not we had thing. kids. Nope. But I we, couldn't even believe they let us take them from the hospital I know. because I didn't know. And we had to learn real quick. Yes. Same thing with home education, right? We were under the impression that, you know, as most homeschool families are when they first start out, is we have to replicate the public school yeah. systems in our house. You know, we have to have first period, second period, recess, gym, but that's not the case. And as we educate against all of this misinformation, we find out what are the truths versus the, the misinformation, yeah. right? And lifelong learning is that important because even we see it now in our news, we're getting bombarded with information from varying degrees, from varying sources, and we have to be wise enough to discern the truth from the lies, Mm -hmm. however it affects our family and us personally. So that's why learning has to always continue in one shape or another. 100%. And mom, how would you say that you can recognize talking to parents who are considering homeschooling or they are homeschooling their kids, how as a parent can you recognize your child's unique interests and then cater whatever you're teaching them or whatever they should learn, marrying it with their interests? For example, I wrote an article for Old Schoolhouse Magazine a couple years ago talking about how I love to learn writing. Mm -hmm. And the whole key piece of that article was the fact that my mom had a unique approach to teaching me writing in that she married it with my love of history and allowed me to write and research about historical topics. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the ways that you can make learning fun for your kids and it doesn't become this traumatizing experience is if you actually give them some autonomy and allow them to choose what they learn about. You answered the question very well. And that is exactly the truth. You know, we hear this all the time about, I think it's hard to get our brains as parents out of this public school mindset, right? So one of the biggest things is, well, how are we going to know unless we test them and how will we know where they are? But the truth is when you're just doing life with your kids every day, everyday conversations, you know what they're after, right? You know what kind of books they like to read, what stories, what they're watching on TV. You know the kinds of things that they're into, that they are repeatedly telling you about. You can take those things and you can learn. You can learn together. You can use those as a foundation. Create whole curriculums out of your child's desires, their fascinations. Yeah, you really can. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things that public education and in many cases, private education doesn't teach a student. And, you know, these are things that can be learned at home. So, I mean, this is just one article that I pulled up on lifehack.org, 15 things you're not taught in school that determine your success. And I won't read all of them here today on the podcast, but for those listening, this is just a sampling of kind of what my parents and I are getting at. So a few things public education doesn't teach you. Spotting a scam, negotiation, self-defense, mental health, socializing and networking, emergencies and first aid, household repairs, self-assessment, balance, cooking, and the list goes on and on. So if your child is passionate about something, you should definitely equip them and set them up for success by catering their education to their unique set of God-given interests. And also, I mean, think about this. Your child probably would learn more 
living their life as if they were adults alongside their parents, balancing a checkbook, going to the grocery store, shopping, you know, comparing prices of items, scheduling, booking their own appointments. I mean, think of those life skills that simply aren't taught in institutionalized schools. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things is God has put something into all of us as a gift, right? He's given us all a gift and we all have different talents. And for instance, with our kids, we saw that right off the bat. Since Madeline was a little one, I'm talking three, two years old, she would hum herself to sleep, Mm -hmm. always singing upstairs (laughs) and always just, she actually had a piano and she was always just playing, you know, just notes on the piano and we fed into that. How? We signed her up for theater. She loves it. It's part of the curriculum that she did. Now she's graduated. But that's a gift God gave her. Also, how did we foster the love of books in our home? We prayed about it. Actually, we, we really did pray about it. When Remember that, babe? Before the kids were even born. We said, Lord Jesus, please let them love reading like we do. Mm -hmm. And we knew books were important to us. So we made certain we always read books as a family out loud. And we always had, we wanted them to really have a desire. I'm a musical. We come from musical family here. So we wanted them to have a love of music as well. So we would always have classical music playing in our home all the time, sometimes bluegrass, Mm -hmm. all different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. That was a huge thing. Just by doing those simple things, guess what? The public school can indoctrinate your children or you can indoctrinate them, right? True. Indoctrination in a positive sense in that if there are values or different subjects that are really important to your family, for example, we are Christians here in the Tetzner family, and also reading comprehension and an appreciation and love of books and good high quality traditional music. Those were things, mom and dad, that were important among other things for your family. And, you know, it's interesting to me because public schools often, you know, rave about how they're embracing inclusivity and how inclusive they are, but that's simply not the case. No matter if you're a Christian or a Muslim or an atheist, whatever values are, important to your family. There's no place for them in a public school system where there's simply no freedom of expression. Yeah. Why fit in when you can stand out? That's what Dr. Seuss says, right? And as God's children, we are made to shine bright and we get to instill that into each other, right? Every day, all day, doing life together as the Lord would intend it because he's put something special in each of us. He's put something special in us so that we don't fit in, so that we do stand out. Now, there's questions floating around that we hear throughout the homeschool communities. A specific one is, how will I educate my children in chemistry or trigonometry or fill in the blank with any hard subject whatsoever? What is your answer to that when it comes to educating kids in a subject that you may feel uncomfortable with or have no experience with. And what I'm going to kind of point my finger at specifically with you, Jenny, is how Latin came to be. Since when do you call me Jenny? (laughs) You call me babe. It's always babe. (laughs) Unless I have a microphone in my face. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're being all so official. Let's just, okay. Okay, babe. What did you say? 
Talk about Latin. Yeah, that is a prime example of learning. You right? were not fluent in no Latin prior to educating our right. children. Yeah. But at some point, Latin became a topic mm. of conversation that we felt these children should probably know. Yeah. And how are we going to educate our children in Latin? I mean, that's how we feel. Yeah, I know. Not everybody likes to take Latin. It's okay. We're not saying right. you have to, right? Here's the thing. I completely didn't care much about getting good grades in high school. I just cared about let's have a good time. Okay. So I didn't feel, <laughs> <Go> figure. <laughs> I didn't feel fit fast forwarding life to teach anybody Latin, but Latin was really the eye opener. Latin was this thing that I could open the book. I was at the same place that the kids were, which made it even better yet. You taught yourself Latin. Yeah, I taught myself Latin to the point where I remember sitting on the bed with like five different mm -hmm. Latin books. Remember that? Right. And then my husband came running upstairs and he whips the door open and he said, babe, what are you doing? And I said, why? What's wrong? And he's like, there's a fire across the street. It was actually in the, in the back alley by our house. Yes. Mm. The whole house was burning. They had literally the Red Cross was there, fire trucks, the whole thing. Mm. But I was learning. I was busy being enamored by my ability to learn. Right. Yes, absolutely. And because you got to do it according to your own unique learning style. So you got yeah. to lay out on your bed in your pajamas yep. with a hot cup of coffee or right. tea and learn. You didn't have to wear some, you know. No. Stiff uniform, nor did you have to worry about, you know, the other things that come with going to a public school. So that's, that's it wonderful. was the environment. Charlotte Mason says education is an atmosphere, a discipline and a life. Mm -hmm. And I would for sure say that education learning is an atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And at home, the atmosphere is what mostly moms, I'm going to say to you, the mother creates, right? Because the mom most often is with the children all day. And mm -hmm. I would say you are the atmosphere. And when the household is calm, learning is good. But you know what else I was going to say about is about, yes, like Joel was mentioning earlier, going through those things, you know, just the fact that you researched homeschooling, that's huge. You're always learning. Yes. Right? right? Parenting. We're always learning. The fact that you're listening to this podcast. You're learning, people. <laughs> Mark it down in the transcript. Get your kids in the room. Exactly. And so, but here, here's the other thing is, I think that's a two-sided coin because the one side is the natural aspect of learning. We're naturally doing it mm -hmm. each day when we don't even know, mm -hmm. right? We right. have to be careful about what we're indoctrinating ourselves with. And secondly, it is what do you pursue? What do you go after? Yes. I would say that I'm comfortable now having my children graduated and learning right alongside of them after all of this. I love pursuing education. Mm -hmm. I love pursuing knowledge. Yes. And it, it just never ends. And because we're all learners in our home, if I'm kind of just like sitting on the house slacking or whatever, and I see, you know, Joel come downstairs with a really great book and it looks really hard and he's, <laughs> he's trying to read me stuff out of it, I kind of feel bad. Like, I was just sitting there looking at my phone and it, it like, right. We and isn't it, each other isn't up. it crazy how, and again, this sounds so pithy and like common sense, but truly how much, and especially for people in high school, learning can be such a confidence, self-esteem oh, booster. Gosh, yeah. Right. I mean, at the beginning of this year, I was in a very busy season with different work related projects, yet I found time to watch a three-part documentary series on Ernest Hemingway and subsequently bought a book, The Short Stories of Ernest Hemingway, 
And within two weeks, which was really good for me at the time, I finished the whole book and I felt like my self-esteem was so high. I felt so accomplished that I had done that for myself. And I think that's just such a great tool to help high schoolers. And that's why learning can actually be addictive, right? Like if you learn one thing and you feel so accomplished, you'll have an open mind and you'll want to learn all different sorts of things. Yeah. And here is something to always remember, moms and dads. Here is something that is critical. I never approached, I don't, you know, babe, you as well. You cannot tell your children to go in the other room and learn, do something really hard when you're not doing anything at all, right? You can't approach them as the all-knowing because that's really what you're saying is, oh, well, you know what? I'm all, I'm all done with school. Right. I've already graduated. This is on you. Go sit down. Cry your eyes out, figure it out. We can't do that. The thing is, is do not expect your children to learn, Mm -hmm. to be passionate about learning, Mm -hmm. to go after learning. It's never going to happen unless they see it happen at home. Exactly. Through you, the mom and dad. That is truth. And it's always going to be the truth. That'll never change no matter what, no matter what. Exactly. And isn't that kind of unfortunate that, you know, institutionalized learning messed us up in that way. Mm. I feel like when I was homeschooled through middle school and high school, our family lived life as if school didn't exist in that. Yeah, of course we have to log your hours for state regulations. If you're homeschooled and this, that, and the third, but truly we didn't, I mean, we had structure in our homeschool, but we learned all different types of things, things that are traditional like math and science and things that are untraditional like cooking with grandma and things like that. Mm. Podcasting. And, yeah. Podcasting, writing. Here, yeah. True. We're literally sitting here in our beautiful basement with this podcast equipment thanks to dad. True. And let's talk about how that began, right? Yeah, it was a matter of Noah had a desire to learn how to podcast. I did. Right. But I'm not the one who's going to teach him how to podcast, Mm. but I'm going to instill the desire to learn how to podcast. Right. So when Noah came to us and he says, I really, 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 really want to start a podcast. (laughs) And we said, all right. And so we decided his mom and I, that we would invest in his desire. And we purchased him his first microphone and his first mixer. And if you remember that mixer, the thing was big enough to power a Def Leppard concert. (laughs) And it sat on your desk Mm. for almost two years before you even recorded one thing. Yes. Right. And you would come to me and say, can you help me just figure out the mixer and all this kind of stuff? And I said, we can look at it together, but ultimately it's going to be how you're going to learn how to turn this thing on yes. and make the buttons work, right? Yes. So one day out of the clear blue sky, Noah took it upon himself to figure out what all these buttons and dials and switches do, how to get his microphone configured. And I remember we had a long night one night <laughs> trying to get the microphone configured with all kinds of mix I minus. I remember that too. Technical stuff, yeah. but that's crazy. That Finally, it happened and Noah figured it all out. And from then on, Noah took it upon himself to learn everything he needed to do in regards to this podcasting journey, 
from finding artwork to yes. finding yeah. music to how to edit these things mm-hmm. to exactly. getting them up on iTunes and then, oh my gosh, promoting the yeah. thing, you know, was all learning hands-on. Because it's an old quote, of course, an old saying, necessity is the mother of invention. And the school system fundamentally goes against human nature. So no wonder it's failing. I had a necessity. I had an innate desire to learn how to podcast. And once I figured that out, then it was about how do I promote my podcasts? Figured that out too. Then it was how do I make money for my podcast? Figured that out too. And now it's about achieving work-life balance. And I'm in the process (laughs) of figuring that out now. So if you really want something and if your child really wants something, if you just let them pursue their interests and infuse that with some of the things they need to learn in life, it'll just happen so naturally. Yeah, it's so true. And that because of that very first podcast that Noah did, the History of the Vikings podcast, so popular. Listen. Can I just say I was kind of a naysayer because you know what we would call this self-directed learning thing? There's a word for it. What is the word, Noah? Unschooling. Oh, I was anti-unschooling, <laughs> you guys. And that's simply because of the term, right? The term was not defined. Well, when I heard it, it wasn't defined in the right way. Right. I thought unschooling was this just big free-for-all where- and Still I, isn't. There's kind of varied definitions. Exactly. And it's not. It's not this free-for-all. It's self-directed. It's it's just what we're talking about. But here's the thing. I was off with Madeline probably doing Latin stuff and really focusing on her education. And Noah was in his room. He was a, I don't even know how old you were. And I rem- 16, yeah. Yeah. And I remember he told me, Mom, yeah, I'm going to be on this podcast, a guest on someone's podcast, and it's going to be talking about unschooling. Yes. And I thought, no, no way. We are not unschoolers. We are classical homeschoolers. Don't you dare. But listen, you guys, the thing is, is Noah's podcast became super popular. Amazingly enough, I was trying to make them do, I think it was like Not Grass History. Like, Yeah, that was it. Finish that chapter in Not Grass History. But <laughs> here he is doing his podcast, right. you know, interviewing professors from Oxford, all these things, being invited on a ton of different podcasts. And here he's just a teenager and really driving after his passion. And that is what happens when you model learning to your children. With Madeline, who's not here today, she is here. She's actually doing her own learning upstairs now. She is. Do you remember, babe, when we got back from a store, we were shopping, and we came back. We had this old keyboard that we kept in the back room. Super heavy, super clunky, super old. And Madeline, like I said, since she was three, would hum herself songs, (laughs) and she would always be plunking around on the piano. My mom plays the piano, and so that was kind of a thing, but... Madeline always went after it. She, we had her in piano lessons for a quick minute, but nothing huge. And we were gone. We came back. Madeline said she wants to show us something. Mm. She literally dragged, and I don't even know how old. I mean, she was probably like a teenager. Mm-hmm. She drags out this huge clunky keyboard from the back room, yes. sets it up in front of our TV here in the basement, finds this tutorial, a tutorial, yeah. a piano tutorial mm-hmm. on YouTube yeah. and teaches herself this crazy, super long, you know, complex, complex, song. classical <laughs> song. And we were shook. You guys, yes. we were like, how did this even happen? And not only Passion. did she learn it, mm. she, memorized she memorized it. it. She did. Couldn't there even, no uh, sheet music involved. No. And literally within half of an afternoon, she had this thing down. Yeah. You know what? We're all gifted. We are. God has given every one of us a gift. And she drove after her gift. She went after it. She accomplished it. She continues. She is a mad, passionate learner. 
She reads, she learns, she grows. She's still in theater. You guys, all four of us at this house are under the privilege that God gave us to learn. Mm. That's what it is. And you are too. You know, you don't have to be to teach your kids. You're not going to know everything. Take that mindset away that says you're the almighty teacher because what you are is a fellow learner. That's what you are. We're all just fellow learners walking through life, journeying together, influencing each other, being contagious towards each other, right? Absolutely. And I'll say this much. So every human being, as we all know, has a unique learning style. And when we try to do corporate learning, i.e. a classroom setting, for one example, that's where things can get a little complicated because you might have 20 students and every single one of them learns differently. Of course, learning alongside someone can be great too. But I'll say this much. We live in a world with constant stimulation and learning is such a personal, intimate, reflective thing. You need time for contemplation. You need, you know, scole. You need time to learn mm. from rest. You yeah. need to learn without arbitrary deadlines attached to it. So, atmosphere. Exactly. An atmosphere, ambiance. It's mm-hmm. a it's a way of life. It's not something you do. Learning is an as this ongoing lifestyle, right? That's why I call myself a lifelong learner. Yeah. So I think one of the things that parents can really instill and encourage their their children with is I think there's a lot of negative influences in I'll just say a high schooler's life, middle school as well, but high school years are so formative. So for example, you know, video games and social media, there is a place for those in terms of recreation and, and time away from your work and your learning. But I think those are such negative influences. They're so just mindless acts that yeah. we do. So when I was in high school, My parents didn't let me have social media accounts. My video games were very limited, and those that I were playing were actually, like, historically accurate. And we took the TV out of the house. We did. Yep, and the microwave. And the the (laughs) microwave. Sucks all the nutrients out of the food. And our brains. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, guys? Atmosphere. Let's Mm -hmm. cook. Let's not watch the TV. Let's Mm -hmm. sell junk and garbage. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yes, it can be a good tool. I mean, but, it can be. But majority- YouTube videos, right? Well, and majority like of- Madeline Head. Po- exactly. Majority of popular media, this popular culture, it's yeah. just so mindless and it's so arbitrary. You yeah. know, there's no, there's no plot line. There's no- like hero's journey. There's no storyline. There's yeah. no nothing that, that can be fodder for our minds that can inst- inspire us. So the question is, is what is the fodder for your minds now? <laughs> what are you guys learning? Hey, that's at a this great moment? question. Can I say what I'm doing right Please now? Please do. I'm going to give this book a plunk because I absolutely love it so much. I was telling Noah earlier today. Did you ever learn something that you want everybody else to know? I suppose this happens to all of us. Once we learn it, we want everybody to know it too, right? Exactly. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Dave Ramsey. Oh my gosh. And so it's so hard because it's in you so much. You're like, every human on the earth needs to read this book. You guys, you need to read John Taylor Gatto Dumbing Us Down, The Hidden Curriculum of Compulsory Schooling. When we say the school system is corrupt, it's corrupt. Okay. That's just it. It's just, nobody wants to hear it, but it, it's the truth. You need to go after that book. So I've been reading that, taking notes, literally the whole thing's highlighted. Right. And I have just been researching and reading. I'm currently reading the biography of Charlotte Mason. I suppose just one of 
some that are out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just everything Charlotte Mason really is what I, because, uh, and you know, what's interesting me to me about it. Some might say, well, she didn't have children. Mm-hmm. So how would she know? Right. Well, here's the thing. I told you that in high school that I knew that I wanted to work with kids. So long before I had children, I remember, and I took care of so many other people's children and I worked in early childhood development mm-hmm teaching other people's kids. And I remember thinking about some of the parents in the way that they were parenting. I remember thinking, huh, that's not the best way to parent. I mean, I'm no parent, but I can just see possibly if you tried this, right. Or maybe if you did this or I don't know, let's do this. And I remember thinking that even though I didn't have children, it just came natural to me. I just understood there's just light shed on those things. And so I think about that with Charlotte Mason and I think, yep, she wasn't a mom, but she surely had good mentors in her life. And she surely loved children, observed them and read so many different books about child psychology and about those things, different philosophies of teaching. She took a little bit of this and a little bit of that and applied Mm. it. It's just amazing. And if you're listening and you happen to live in Wisconsin and the United States, you're doing a Charlotte Mason inspired group, aren't you, mom? I sure Tell am. Tell us about yes, that. Yes, yes, indeed. We are actually doing a group that is called Mom School. Ooh. What do you think that means? It's about what we're talking about today. Yeah, we're actually using a Thinking Tree journal as the base. And right. that that is, oh, you guys, Thinking Tree, Fun Schooling, such a fan. Mm-hmm. And we're using that as a base alongside with Mother Culture, written by Karen Andreola. And what's really nice about it is we're holding each other accountable to learning. So we are taking that fun schooling journal, we're putting it in a basket, we're choosing some different things that we want to learn about, and we're also reading some of the just great thoughts that Charlotte had about learning and about how we should always have something going, always have Three different books going. Mm. And so we're doing that. We do that. If you are in in the Wisconsin area, particularly the De Pere area, you can come to the homeschool loft and you can do it with us. We meet on Tuesdays, 6.30 until 8. And we also meet on Thursdays from 6 until 8, I think. But it's those times are literally the starting time's always on. It's the the end time that we might just go a little yeah. bit longer. Right. So feel free to drift in. Drift in, you guys. And the benefit of this is- Get your basket and drift in. <laughs> that's right. The benefit of this is to help parents relearn the love of learning, whatever yeah. that is. It doesn't have to be homeschool related. Right. If you have a desire to learn how to whatever, origami, or you want to learn French, yeah, or- change a tire. Want, change a tire. This is the group that allows you to- Funnel out the time in your day to actually learn so that even your kids can see how great it is to learn because you are modeling for them. Noah. Amen. What are you doing? What am I doing? doing? What am I doing? So I'm reading three books at once, naturally. Mm, Just like Charlotte would recommend. I am. I'm reading A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway. I'm reading Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And what else am I reading? Oh, yeah, a book called Vikings by Dr. Elsa Rostell, who I had actually a professor emerita of the University of Aarhus in Denmark, I believe. Anyways, I mm. spoke with her earlier this year on my podcast, a 
dame of a scholar. So I wanted to read her book. But anyways, those are some of the things I'm learning in book form. What else am I learning? I don't know, just different things. How to do systems and processes in business, how to outsource work-life balance, how to not put your identity in the work that you do. And I know there's a big one. Actually, work-life balance life is greater than work. So how old are you, Noah? I'm 20. 20. That work-life balance thing, huh? I know. I don't know. Do we all? That's a butt kicker. Do we even ever get get there? I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Me too. I don't know. When you love what you do, it's hard. I know. See, that's the thing. My work is my passion. Yeah. So it's like when I'm done working, what am I supposed to do? My passion, which is my work. Yeah. Then am I supposed to be working constantly? I know. It's this whole thing. It's hard. Yes. How about you, Dad? What are you up to? What about you? Well, my thinking tree journal is just packed, people. (laughs) What's in your basket, babe? (laughs) I'm on my third journal. (laughs) No, I'm not. But my learning journey right now is, one, I'm doing a lot of educating around what we're doing at the homeschool loft. So... Stop. I was going to bring that up as well, babe, because I'm too am learning homeschool loft stuff. Mm. Right. Right, particularly. Okay. Because Go what on. we learn, we can then teach and hopefully, yeah. anyway. So I'm learning a lot about what even Jenny was talking about before, indoctrination, the writings of John Taylor Gatto, mm. just getting familiar with all this vocabulary surrounding home education and everything that we've been talking about, because that allows me to be able to communicate with my wife about the ministry that we have created Good. here. Good, right? yes. As well as Talking any- the lingo. Right, as well yep. as working with other families as well. Another thing that I do all the time is I continue to relearn that which I learned in the past. Mm. Love that. As kind of continual refreshers, mm. right? right? So good. So long story short, my background is more or less in the psychology field. Uh, That's where my education was from. And then I did about 14 or 15 years experience in that profession. I no longer work in that profession, but I'm continually reading and trying to study all aspects related to communication and effective listening skills and things related to psychology and reading the books of, you know, the past psychological philosophers that were out there. (laughs) Say that with a pickle in your mouth. (laughs) You've also been dabbling in comedy, I see. (laughs) And I just said that without moving my lips because I'm a ventriloquist That's because literally, I'm not kidding, guys. There was a point, remember that, Noah? A phase, a phase. (laughs) There was a phase when... When Joel was, he was going to become a ventriloquist. You he, can learn He was looking he at is. puppets on the internet. Yeah. A couple hundred dollars yeah. a piece puppets. If yeah. Terry Fader can get a gig in <laughs> Vegas, I can too. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Uh, right. Well, you'll have to get a homeschool mom puppet in a denim skirt. Oh, that would be hilarious. drives a, a white oh. van. Babe, I never see yeah. that at homeschool conventions either. Like that is, you guys, that's yes. our new thing. It is. That's our booth. That's our whole contact the great homeschool convention show. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Oh, just to try to get, you know, how people use memes to get the message out there. Exactly. Our family could totally just, you know, Joel, you could just get the idea. I know you could be a ventriloquist about it to get the message out there. Homie, the homeschooler, right on my, right on my hand. You could get a whole (laughs) comedy night at the loft. Yeah. Gosh, you guys, ideas are happening right now as we speak. Because, because we learn. Because yep. we are lifelong learners. Yes, we are. There is a lot of knowledge 
roaming around these halls at this house. <laughs> Our cat's down here with us, and I just saw Noah do a big jerk because... Did she, she bite you? She almost did. She almost She's did. nice. I think that means it's time to wrap up. I think it is. Our episode here. Mom, Dad, what a privilege it's been. Mom, you normally sign off giving a word of encouragement to those at home listening, and yeah. today's no exception, so... Well, guys and gals and children, if you were gathered around too, here is what we all need to remember. Parents, you are the best, the very best model of learning for your children. You always were and you always will be. I hope that nobody ever tries to convince you differently. And if they do, Hit him with a shoe. Just kidding. Don't ever hit him with a shoe. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love that you tune in and we love homeschooling. <laughs>